is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. Welcome, everybody, to the Real Health Podcast. I'm your host today, Leah Chischilly, and joining me from our Overland Park office is Dr. Lucas Timps. He's a naturopathic doctor and the director of the Overland Park Reardon Clinic, which is just outside of Kansas City. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Timms. How are you? Doing well, Leah. Thanks for uh, setting this up. Yeah, so I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to talk with us. We're doing a little series with our providers because we want people to get to know them a little bit better about the things that they do and the people that they are. And eventually they'll be listening to you on a lot of these podcasts. So we want them to know more about who they're hearing. So first and foremost, I just want to ask you, how did you get into naturopathic medicine in the first place? Well, um, I applied to naturopathic medical school. <laughs> uh, that was the first step. Um, no, just kidding. But so my whole life, you know, I've been, I was raised in a family where natural medicine was kind of first and forefront. You know, my parents were very big into nutrition and eating organic before it was like a thing, right? You know, back in the like eighties and seventies. And, you know, I guess you could probably say my parents were, were fairly, you know, they would fit the category of like crunchy hippie type people uh, back then. Um, they were really big into macrobiotics and, and that whole movement. And so that was kind of the foundation for my my interest and sort of my exposure to um, realizing that there's things that can be done outside of the conventional paradigm of medicine. And so uh, that's where it started. I would say that um, throughout my, you know, kind of formative years, um, I was, became interested in, you know, science and medicine in general, uh, but always with a slant towards more natural therapies and, and nutrition. Uh, but when I got to college, I really had a couple of, um, uh, professors or teachers that really helped to mold sort of my, um, my outlook on not only medicine, but, but I think the world in general, and they had had some of their own health issues and, and, sort of helped steer me in the direction of, of, of seeking uh, a, a career in medicine, but maybe not one that's uh, typical. And uh, at that point, I still wasn't even, I didn't even know there were naturopathic medical schools. I think, um, you know, there, uh, there's still a lot of people out there that don't realize there's, there's other types of medical schools that can be, that people can go to that, you know, you can still become a physician, but you learn about things that are outside of standard of care, drugs and surgery kind of stuff. So for me, my second year of college, I did some did some research, found that there were these schools that offered these different types of programs. And, you know, at that time, there were some states, at least, that were set up where you could still function as a uh, primary care physician. You could have a full scope of practice. And so that all appealed to me. And, um, you know, that's kind of when I set my eyes on going to naturopathic medical school. And ultimately that's where I ended up. Awesome. So it was kind of in your blood from the get go, which I think is pretty unique. Some people, a lot of people are steered towards, uh, natural medical schools or modalities because of their own health struggles. But for you, it was just kind of your upbringing, right? 
Yeah, I think so. My upbringing and then just having really those two key people in my in my educational um, kind of progression where uh, I think I was kind of at that age where very influential and they happened to kind of steer me more in that direction as well. Awesome. So uh, Dr. Lucas, you're kind of a rare breed, especially in this part of the country, the Midwest, in that you're a naturopathic oncologist. What exactly is that? So naturopathic oncology is a, a specialty uh, organization of, um, of the naturopathic physicians community, uh, much like traditional medicine has all of its different specialties. Um, uh, we uh, naturopathic physicians can undergo further training and further certification to, to be recognized as a fellow of the American Board of Naturopathic Oncology. And so that's, if you ever see after a naturopathic doctor's name, the credentials FABNO, F-A-B-N-O, that means that they have undergone this additional training and that they are basically certified as a specialist in cancer care. Um, for me, my path to that looked like um, doing a two-year focused residency after I graduated medical school, uh, which was done through Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And it was a you know, a pretty much a full oncology focused residency, seeing, you know, tons and tons, high volumes of patients at a, in a hospital setting, uh, which is not always the case for a lot of naturopathic residencies, let alone naturopathic oncology residencies. That was sort of one of the unique um, aspects to the, the CTCA residency that I did was that it was actually in a hospital setting. So we got exposed to a lot of things that you normally wouldn't otherwise um, but that sort of allowed me to become a specialist. Uh, you know, you can sit for your boards after you've either gone through one of those residencies or, um, there are some other avenues. If you've, you know, been in practice for five plus years, uh, there's another track in which you can access the certification. If you, uh, you know, go, go through some additional, um, uh, paperwork and, and you still have to take the, the, write the exam at the end of the day. Um, Naturopathic oncology essentially is applying naturopathic medicine principles to the field of cancer care. And so that looks like, you know, prevention. That looks like supporting patients while they're going through treatment. That looks like um, helping with maybe advanced stage cancer, utilizing integrative therapies to support patients through that. And then it also looks like end of life care or transitional care. So really supporting patients across that whole cancer spectrum, utilizing more naturopathic or integrative tools for that. There's a lot more to this conversation and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. Very nice. I think it's something that not a lot of people think about doing, pursuing that route. And I like that you said integrative in that it's not one or the other. You don't have to choose right. conventional care. You don't have to choose all alternative or natural care. They work very well together. Is that accurate? 
I think so. I think um, I tell my patients all the time that, you know, the goal is to find the best mix of the conventional medicine and more of the integrative or naturopathic therapies that works for you. And for some people, it might be more conventional and or less conventional and, and more naturopathic or less naturopathic, but there's always benefit to be had on both sides. It's just a matter of blending those two together and doing it in a way that um, aligns with the, with the patient's um, goals and and their own views on health and medicine, but also doing it in a way that's going to provide the most benefit for them. Yeah, absolutely. So when you set out to naturopathic school, was cancer always the path or was it something that just kind of found you? How did you end up in that residency? So this one, again, a little more personal for me, kind of like with my parents. Um, when I was in naturopathic medical school, uh, actually the second year of, of, of that four-year program, I met my, my now wife um, and uh, we began dating uh, early on in that process. And she actually was diagnosed with cancer uh, shortly after we, we started our relationship. And um, so that was really the turning point for me. Uh, was helping her through her cancer journey, her cancer treatment journey, um, was really what fueled my passion for wanting to specialize and work with cancer patients as kind of a full-time gig. I didn't know that. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. I mean, she's doing well now, just so everybody knows. I mean, she's, she, 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 she did well, she got through it, you know, she did, you know, a mix of, of both conventional and integrative therapies, right? So it was kind of like a great, um, a great way for me to see how this can be done. And, um, and really, like I said, fueled my passion for it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And your passion definitely shows in all the things that you do and the work that you do here at Reardon Clinic. So we really appreciate that you're here. Yeah, I, I couldn't have found a better, a better spot kind of as my, um, my second chapter in my career after spending, you know, uh, almost nine years. It was CTCA. Uh, been at Reardon Clinic now for a couple of years. And like I said, it's just been a great spot for me to continue to spread my wings, continue to um, help patients uh, and develop even even more tools and protocols uh, that the Reardon, some of which the Reardon Clinic, uh, you know, brought to me and some of which I think I'm bringing to the Reardon Clinic. So uh, it's been a great relationship and just a, a really top to bottom stellar organization. Uh, and I'm, I feel blessed to be here. Awesome. So I want to kind of steer away from the cancer talk a little bit and bring it back to really the purpose of this podcast. It's called the Real Health Podcast. And our goal is to help people achieve their own version of real health. So I always like to ask everyone, what does real health mean to you? And what are the same some of the things that you do on a daily basis that help cultivate real health in your your life? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I think I think we should make that the like the intro question for everybody. Uh, maybe you already have, but that would be a great way to tie all this together. Um, to me, real health, you know, I I think everybody everybody knows it when they see it. Uh, they might all call it by something different, but uh, I, I think everybody inherently understands the, the term, which is, you know, 
it's it's creating health. It's it's maximizing the potential of the human body without artificial sources, right? And so you're you're not relying on a a medication, or you're not relying on a surgery, or or a drug, or 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 an external um, uh, input always. But you're harnessing the body's ability to do what it's designed to do. You know, the immune system itself is you know, is, is designed to protect us from, I think, everything that we come into contact with. It's just a matter of, are we supporting that the right way? Uh, and so I think the immune system is one way in which you can really, you know, a lot of people understand that connection, but it goes even farther beyond that. It goes into your, your hormones, uh, your epigenetics, right? Um, your mental, emotional uh, state and health, your environment, your community, I think there's so many ways in which you can like foster and and support your body's natural ability to heal and defend itself. Uh, obviously, it starts with nutrition. Um, uh, it starts with creating a healthy environment. Um, it it you know you have to make sure that you're giving the body what it needs when it comes to fresh air, sunshine, clean water, like all the like fundamentals of health have to be there. Um, so that's what I focus on in my life is just trying to be really good at the basics. Uh, I don't pretend to be a, you know, a thousand percent healthiest person on the earth, but I think that if you focus on the basics, try to eat healthy most of the time, um, you know, try to avoid as much, uh, as many, uh, exposures to, to chemicals and synthetic type things that we're exposed to in our in our uh, environment all the time. If you try to limit that as much as possible, support the body's ability to eliminate and uh, exercise and get good rest. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like those are kind of where you're going to get the most bang for your buck and really tip the scales more in favor of real health versus like a propped up version of health. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Just get really good at the basics and then build from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Lucas. It's always nice to talk to you and we will talk again soon. Sounds great, Leah. (laughs) Take care. Thank you for listening to The Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.